Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. As usual, I greet you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I greet you, no, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for blessing us uh, in the time of worship this morning. Thank you, Yahweh, that we could lift our hands and praise you and bless you and be thankful unto you and give you glory and honor. You do it all, God. And so we, we want to declare today that we love you, and uh, Lord, we love your word. Lord, you said your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. And we believe again today, Lord, as we look into your word, that it would be just that, that you'd shine a light, Lord, around us and on us and through us, and that we would be blessed today. Bless this house, bless the atmosphere. Lord, bless the release of your word today, and uh, we give you all the glory. <clears throat> Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm on deck today. Um, Lloyd asked me to be the substitute again today, and I'm happy to do that. You know, as uh, Brenda said, uh, to do something like this costs you. Just, just let me tell you that. No man stands up before the word of God without it being a cost. And um, it basically costs a preacher, if he's really worth his salt, it costs him everything. But you know what? It costs Jesus his life, amen, to give the word, to give the word that we are preaching today. And so I give him all the glory today, and uh, we ask for the strength that comes uh, by the Holy Spirit. Um, I was very clearly given... Uh, a message by the Lord to bring before us again today uh, the need, the Holy Spirit. And as I began considering this, I mean, you've heard many sermons probably on the Holy Spirit. Um, I felt a great need once again today, and I'll tell you a little bit through the message why. Um, as, we, as we look at the Holy Spirit today, I want to just launch out by saying, you know, Jesus was, was crucified uh, at the time of Passover. And if you go back to the first Passover, you remember the children of Israel were coming out of, out of Egypt, and the Lord said to them that they were to take a lamb and slay that lamb and catch the blood and then put it on the lintels of their door and on the top of the door. And it said that the angel would fly over, and if there was blood on the door, he would fly over. And it said the house that didn't have the blood on, it was a death angel. And so very, very powerful, the initial um, understanding of the, of the feast of the Passover. And um, very, very powerful. 
Let me say this morning that Jesus was crucified at the Passover. Our forefathers put the blood on the lintels of the door and on the top of the door. And the angel flew over, passed over them. With Jesus, it says, he was crucified on Passover. He didn't take that blood and put it on the door. The scripture says he took his own blood into heaven the most, and went into the most holy place. And there it says, having obtained eternal redemption for my sin and the sin of the whole world, he sprinkled the altar in heaven. The altar in heaven was, a, was, it was an altar of judgment. When Jesus sprinkled his blood on that altar, that altar became the throne of grace. And so we give God glory this morning for the mighty work of Jesus, what he had did for it. And I just say, God, this morning, thank you that my sin, not in part, but the whole was nailed to the cross. We bear it no more. It says that Jesus obtained eternal redemption for you and I. That means that we can get eternal life through the forgiveness of sins. He said he did it to do away with sin. And you remember that Jesus was crucified, died, and he was buried. And the scripture says that on the third day, he was raised from the dead. The scripture says that God raised him. And he appeared to over 500 chosen witnesses before he was taken back into heaven. It says that he appeared to his disciples for a period of 40 days before he was taken to heaven. And I want to just read from the book of Acts. You can just listen to it. I've got it here underlined. And it says of Jesus, he appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke of the kingdom of God. And he said on one occasion when he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father has promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I want to I say to us today that the church needs what I'm going to speak about today. I need it. You need it. The, the earth needs it today. And so after this year, it says that Jesus uh, ascended to heaven. And it says 10 days later, something very powerful happened. He told the disciples, you must go and go and wait in the city of Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Go there and wait until the Spirit comes. And I want to I just say this to you right now. The 120 people were in an upper room. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, all the disciples were together. When suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And it says, cloven tongues of fire settled on each one's head, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. On that day, it says that, the, that there was so much joy amongst the disciples as they f just flooded out of that upper room. It says that the people looked at them and they said, these, these guys are drunk on new wine. They said, these guys have been partying all night. I mean, that was the joy that was on them. As they flooded out into the street, they said, these guys are drunk. And Peter stood up on that day and he said, men and brethren, these men and women are not drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was prophet, prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your older men will dream dreams. And on my people, I will pour out my spirit in, in that hour. And it says that Peter preached a powerful message on that day. And it says that 3,000 people responded. Suddenly, a weak man like Peter, a man that before this uh, day of Pentecost was full of fear. The disciples ran away. They were, they, they were mourning. They, they didn't know what to do. But suddenly, they were filled with power and began to preach the, the word of God with boldness. 3,000 people responded. You remember what they asked, what should we do after Peter preached to them? He said, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. Over the past three, three, uh, over the past years since that took place, 2,000 years, it's been the same thing for every one of us as we respond to the, the word of the Lord, that we would repent, that we would change our minds that we would be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to just quickly run through this testimony. Listen to this, Acts chapter 4. Once again, the disciples were together in a prayer meeting, and they prayed Psalm 2, and they said, God, why do the nations rage and imagine a vain thing? Oh God, would you not once again stretch forth your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus? And it says, while they were there, Suddenly the building was shaken where they were at and all were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. It says with power they gave testimony to the resurrection. They shouted out, you crucified him, God raised him. You crucified Jesus, but God raised him. He's alive. The Holy Spirit has come. And they were like lions. If you remember, I mean, they were full of fear, as Brenda, we sang this morning, fearful, no longer fearful. They were all fearful until the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And they gave testimony. They were like young lions instead of full of fear. It says, with power, they gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It says that Peter, that Stephen was full, full of faith and the Holy Spirit. That's Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 8, it says, Philip went down to Samaria, full of the Holy Spirit, preached the resurrection. It says, with shrieks, evil spirits came out of many. Paralytics and cripples were healed. And there was great joy in the city after he preached. Acts chapter 10, while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. And they spoke in tongues and were praising God. I'm saying to us today, church, you and I need the Holy Spirit like these brothers and sisters of ours back there in the book of Acts. I think that we become complacent. I'm talking about myself. I think that the church has dialed down. Um, it was, you know, what was, I was reminded of this past week that the church has come, become like the, the, the proverb says that there's a lumberjack, he went out and he had this big axe and the axe was dull. And you can imagine being a lumberjack with a dull axe. It's like trying to chop down a tree with the back of the axe. The, the proverb says this, you take that axe and you make it like a razor and it's easy. You walk into a forest and you begin felling that forest, amen? I believe that the church has become dull in many areas. Church is doing, 
Don't get me wrong. I'm part of this, this whole deal called the church. But I believe that the Spirit is speaking a word to us once again today. I mean, if you go back to the fire of the book of Acts here, let, let us, let us take, take heed. Take heed to what the Scripture is saying to us even today. That we could become bold as lions in the same way as our forefathers did. Peter says this, the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are far off. We write in this room today, the far off, the promise of the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, there's a, there's a lot of knowledge around. We need more power. Amen? There's a, there's a lot of great preaching and, you know, three and four uh, points and, and uh, you know, wordsmiths and so on. You know what? We don't need wordsmiths. We need power. And this is what a message to the church today. And I believe that the Lord has, has stirred me up. And that's why I'm preaching the way that I am today. Acts chapter 11, it says, Peter's testimony. He said, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them just as he came on us at the beginning. As he came on the Gentiles. Peter said this, I was surprised. But then I remembered Jesus' words in the book of John. It says, Jesus said, I baptize you with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. So Peter says, this is the word of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the ambassador from heaven, Jesus Christ. And he, and he said, I was surprised. He said, suddenly the power of the Holy Spirit fell on those that I was preaching to. Fantastic. Lord, do it again. Acts chapter 19, Paul in Ephesus it says, Paul laid hands on 12 men and the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. In one place, Paul said, above all that we would prophesy. For you and I to prophesy boldly like lions and not, you know, be timid and pull back. Uh, you have to have the power of the Holy Spirit on you. For me to prophesy, for me to stand up in a congregation and prophesy, I can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. That we would all prophesy, amen? All the way from Dan, all the way to... Our sister, singing, singing sister this side. And I just say, God, hear our prayer today. Hear our preaching today, God. We, we desire that. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be the second chapter of Acts Church once again? I mean, really, for me. And I'll include you as well. Bold as lions. Able to preach and prophesy. You know, when you see somebody, tell them, guess what? Man, once I was lost, now I'm found. Once I was a, a hooligan, and now I've been born again. You can be too. To be able to do that, you need the power of the Holy Spirit on you. You know, without the Spirit on you, you're silent. You try and be nice. You don't want to injure anybody. Believe you me, when you speak like this, you heal them, not injure them. May the Lord give us the Holy Spirit the way that he did in the book of Acts. Amen. Oh, God, we bless your name today. I'm saying to us today, the need today is the Holy Spirit in us. Peter, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Philip, full of the Holy Spirit. Stephen wasn't even one of the apostles. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. Paul, full of the Holy Spirit. The disciples, full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Before they were weak, now they were strong. They had a, open my mouth wide and I'll fill it. Holy Spirit, open our mouth wide and fill it with the word of God, we pray. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That scripture is for us today. Be filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the fuel, the power of the church. I like cars. I've always liked cars. As a young guy, 
when I was in school, I used to write papers. They used to write a paper on, on what you want. I wrote papers on cars. I wanted to be a, a car tester. I, wanted to, I was in South Africa, and I wanted, to, I wanted to be like Floyd Clymer, driving new cars up and down Pikes Peak. And so I like cars. Guess what? A car without fuel goes nowhere. Amen? You can be the best-looking person and so on. Without the power of the Spirit, you go nowhere. Without fuel, you have nowhere. Hallelujah. The Scripture is to us, be filled with the Spirit. Holy Spirit is the fuel. I like Caleb. It says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. I wonder if you can say that today as you sit there. You, you like the song. It's a, great, it's a great tune. There's no question about it. I'm asking you today, when they say that, can you drive down the road and shout, shout glory to God? Glory be to God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us dwells in us, lives in me, in me personally. If not, I'm exhorting us today, read the scripture, get on your knees, get back to the place where you can say, I'm full of the Holy Spirit and power, like the disciples of old. They were unlettered men. Most of us in this room here today are lettered people. They were amagramatoi, they were unlettered. But you know what, they had a whole lot more than we got. They were full of the power of the Holy Spirit. We're still talking about it today, 2,000 years later. Hallelujah. May that be our testimony in our day. And I'm preaching to us, our church here in New Day today. I'm part of this house, that the Holy Spirit would come, that we would be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Musicians wouldn't know what to do with themselves when the power of the Holy Spirit comes in that way. Amen? We would know what to do with it. We dance and shout and clap our hands. We've been doing it just a little bit. Let me tell you this. We've had a prayer meeting here over the last couple of months. Seven, eight of us at times. We prayed for the Holy Spirit. You can sense it in your, in your worship. Amen. He's starting to come back. He wants to come full force. I mean, really, the Holy Spirit has been answering our prayer. God, send the Holy Spirit to New Day Church in a greater way. Amen. And I tell you what, you will be edified by, through the worship in a way that you've never been edified before. When we hit those high praises by the power of the Holy Spirit, the room is filled with angels. And they just go through the congregation, they touch people, boom, 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 boom. Things you've never dreamed of, they do for you. They're messengers from God. They're messengers from the, from the throne of God to empower the church, to strengthen the church, to bless you, to break curses over your life. There are so many Christians that are battling with curses from there, whether it be genetic or political, whatever it is. I believe this, that when the, when the power of the Holy Spirit is in a room and we hit those high praises um, through the worship and so on, we go high and the angels join with us like that there. They go through, they touch and they bless and they break curses in a, in a body. Suddenly you find yourself smiling, amen? They were full of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be your name today. Hallelujah. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Hallelujah. Before the day of Pentecost, the emphasis was on this word, A-S-K, ask. This is what Jesus said. If you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that A-S-K, ask him? That was before Pentecost. After Pentecost... 
the emphasis was on the word receive. This is what, what, what Jesus said, Re, the, the apostle said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, I, I have no problem changing my mind. I have no problem repenting where I need to repent, amen? There's a word that needs to come back into the church. It's like, oh, you know, you don't, you don't want to like offend somebody, do you? The word repent means change your mind. You know, you're thinking in that direction, you're doing stuff. Change your mind about that. Turn, turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him cleanse you and fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm believing God that from today, there's gonna be an, a, a new emphasis here. Brenda, Lloyd, myself and all of us, all of us, a new emphasis on the power of the Holy Spirit. You think about this, the revelation of God in the Old Covenant was God himself. It says in many varied ways, he revealed himself to the people. You remember, cloud, fire, he revealed himself, he spoke powerfully over Sinai, gave the law and all those things. In the intertestamental period, he sent his son. God incarnated himself in a man called Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach incarnation. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Incredible. They wanted to stone him immediately. If you've seen me, you've seen God. God showed himself in the body of Jesus Christ on the earth. Jesus was crucified, dead and buried and raised and appeared to over 500 people and then went back to the, to the Father. 10 days later, Pentecost. He poured out the power of his spirit upon the people. God with us today is the Holy Spirit, amen? The person of the Holy Spirit. How does a person get inside of you? How does Jesus, he's a, he's a man, you know, some of those big guys, we can imagine it, you know, he gets inside. How about some of the smaller, smaller framed people? How does he get inside of you? By my spirit, say the Lord of hosts. As I was studying on this over this week, this is what the, what the Lord said to me. There's no other coming. There, God, Jesus, and now the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this, I'm, I'm going away, but I'm gonna send another, the same as me. He's gonna fall on you. He did on the day of Pentecost. Violent wind filled the place. Everybody was filled with Jesus, filled with God, filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. As the Lord said to me, tell the people, there's not another one coming. There's, there's, not, there's not another with strength coming. The Holy Spirit is God's answer. I believe that today. The need for the church, the need for new day is the Holy Spirit. Fresh understanding of the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. I don't know if I wrote it down yet, but I wanted, to, I wanted to say this to us. Just recently, we had a prayer meeting. As I say, we had seven or eight people there. And the emphasis was on the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, Dan was there. So I'm telling on Dan. I'm not telling the others a secret society. Only tell, tell on Dan. He was with his guitar. And the Holy Spirit was in the room. And we were praying. Just like those guys back there, praying, praying. The Holy Spirit came amongst us. And uh, Dan began to sing. And I mean, 
he sang a new song. It was a, a new song, a prophetic song. The Holy Spirit is the answer for the world today. Everybody, I, I knew it was a prophetic song. I knew it was anointed because everybody in the room sang it and sang it loudly. The Holy Spirit is the answer for you today. He's the answer to your family problems, whatever they are, your genetic problems, no matter what they are, the Holy Spirit is there. He comes with power. He brings the Trinity into your midst. He brings the Trinity into you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But there's something special on the heart of God that we would speak about the Holy Spirit. He doesn't speak about himself. Jesus said this, he'll not speak on himself. He's a humble, powerful, creative being called the Holy Spirit. He's God. But he will not speak of himself. He'll only speak what he hears, God. He's an ambassador. The Holy Spirit is the ambassador amongst us. He's the power amongst us. And I believe that we would be wise to acknowledge him and say, fantastic God. Thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for sending the power of the Holy Spirit on the church. It's not for the unbeliever. The unbeliever needs to get born again. I just say to anybody in here, if you're not born again, you need to be born again. Repent. Be baptized. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. But for us, we have got the, the, the great privilege of not just being baptized by the Holy Spirit once, but being baptized a number of times if you need to. Let me just tell you this. There are many books that talk about, well, you've got to be careful with this thing called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You know, don't call being filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Who cares? Get the Holy Spirit. Amen. We get into semantics and we get into, you know, line upon line and precept upon precept. Read that again and find out what that really means. We need to scrap some of our, our thinking and so on and let's go for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is God with us? The Lord showed me just recently, he said he came to his own. This is Jesus. He came to his own as a person full of God. He came to his own and his own didn't receive him. But to as many as did receive him, he gave them the right, the authority to become the sons and the daughters of God. What the Lord said to me, the Holy Spirit has come. He's come to his own, the church. And many of them have not received him or neglected him. But to as many as receive him, they'll be given the power of the sons of God. Amen. Let's not be like our forefathers that fell in the wilderness. Amen. We have a chance today just to say, yes, I won't stumble over doctrine or theology. I know it. I've studied it for years, preached it. I don't want to stumble over doctrine and theology. I want the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the power of the Holy Spirit speaks directly into a person's life. It's not you, but the spirit that lives within you. Not by might, nor by power, not by, by, by army or human effort, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And so I'm saying today, this is the month of Shavuot, the month of Pentecost. I tell you what, they didn't know what hit them on the day of Pentecost back there. They knew the day after, that's for sure. 3,000 people knew. And then another 2,000, suddenly the church was, what, 7,000 people? It said, you know, in, around the Ephesus and so on, of what, what took place there. God help us. God bless us. Let God add to our number in a way that is supernatural. Amen? I tell you, when they hear the joyful sound out there, the angels will say, hey, go there and go and worship with those guys. 
It's a fact. You fill a room with angels, people get to hear about it. That day, that afternoon, you know what happened there? It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Freedom from sin, sickness, Satan, grave. Hallelujah. He empowers the believer. He opens up, he reveals the work of Jesus Christ to the world. The Holy Spirit is the ambassador of heaven for this generation. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said this in Ephesians. He said this, for this reason I bow my knee. I bow my knee before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that he would strengthen you with power through, your, through the Holy Spirit in your inner being, that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith. In Ephesians 1, he said, I keep on asking. I keep on asking. I keep on asking that the Father would give to them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with benefits, gifts, fruit, wisdom. Amen? Jesus said, the things that I do, you'll do greater things. You won't do them on your own. You won't do them with a good sermon. You won't even do it with good study. You won't even go with, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. No, stay this side. <laughs> stay this side. The grass is green this side. Stay this side and wait until you're endued with power from an eye. Ask God for it. That's pre-Pentecost. And then be quick to get on the other side and say, I receive. No doubt. No fear. I heard him preach on Sunday about the Holy Spirit. I want that Holy Spirit. He preached about God. I want God in that way. Not some liturgical way where you just sit up and stand down and read and go home, but full of power. Witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. So Paul said, I keep on asking that they will get the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank God this morning for the good news. The, the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'll kind of wind down with us. we at 12, and I know you've been looking at your watch. Amen. I hope you've been saying, I wish I can get out of here and just go and pray for the Holy Spirit. I trust that would be your response. Hallelujah, that Christ would dwell in your heart by faith. Reveal to you the awesome love of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Hallelujah. Good news. Good news. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news. Shouting happiness. This that I'm talking to you about today is not religion. This is not some liturgical doing this and doing that and just going through the motions. This is life. This is what the apostles, what the apostles lived in. They were witnesses wherever they went. Praise the Lord for it. It says it brings news of happiness. The result of receiving the, the Holy Spirit is joy. I want you to think about this. Jesus said this pre-cross. It says in the book of Hebrews, it says he looked at the cross and he thought about it. And he thought about the sin that would be put on his body. That all the sin of the world, past, present, and future, would be pulled in like a movie being played backwards. All the sin of the world would be put into his body on the cross. And the sinless son of God would become sin for the world. He looked at that and it says he despised the shame of it. But this is what it says. He said, Father, I'll do it. I'll drink that full cup of salvation because I know what's at the end. It says, for the joy set before him, he despised the cross and the shame of going through, dying for the sin of the whole world. 
But because of the joy that was set before him, he said, I tell you what, I hate what I'm going to go through. He said it. He said, if there's a way to move this cup, God, do it. But if, you, if, if the sins of the world cannot be atoned for in another way, give me the cup, I'll drink the dregs. It says that Jesus took the full cup and he drank the entire cup. The son of the whole world. But my point is this. He said, I'll do that. It's like an, almost like an impossible thing in eternity. But I'll do it. Because God promised him celebration. Joy on the other side. The Holy Spirit that I'm talking about today brings joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The sharpening of your axe in the lumber field is the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, he knows how to sharpen an axe. Hallelujah. That our words don't just fall on the ground before us, but they go and they are factually powerful. We think about grace and the power of grace. It's the effectual working of his power through grace. Amen? power of grace. The Lord promises us righteousness, peace, and joy. Quickly, and I'll end. I just, the Lord brought this to me. Just recently, the Cavaliers in um, Ohio came home with a, with, a, with, a, with a World Cup. Amen? The Cavs, the Cavaliers, it took them 52 years to bring a world championship to Cleveland. Hundreds of thousands of people turned out. And everybody celebrated. Fantastic. Clapped and cheered. and Wonderful. Let's celebrate. Let's find a new song, some sports song to sing. Do something. Come on, this is fantastic. 52 years and they brought us a championship. Great celebration. The other one the Lord brought to me was right here at home, our Royals. I was in Kenya at the time and... Didn't, I only found out about it later, but it says like over 800,000 people went downtown Kansas City, and probably many of you were there. You should have been at home praying for the Holy Spirit, but you were there, and, and you joined in the celebration. They waited 30 years, 30 years to bring a championship back again. I remember that when they won the championship back in back there. I was at a church down the road, KCF, and we were there, and Larry Lee was there talking about, could you not wait for me in prayer for an hour and all of that, and everybody was, I don't know what their little thing was, little radios, kind of listening to what the, what the, the royals were doing, and anyway, long story short, 30 years and 52 years before they could get this big celebration, let me tell you, it's church today, you don't have to wait one moment longer, Amen. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Our part is just to receive. He's everywhere. He's heir. I've got to tell you this one, because I bought a book to get this illustration, and I'm finished. Hold me to it, Dan. <laughs> and I'm finished. Billy Graham gives this illustration. I paid $17 for his book. I just wanted the illustration. He said, as a young man growing up in North Carolina, you know, he's got that North Carolina accent. And growing up in North Carolina, he said he one day went down to the granite yard. Carolina's full of granite. And uh, there was a, a, a massive company there that was providing granite for the municipal buildings in New York. So we're down here in North Carolina. New York is up there. This company was providing granite for these buildings that would stand for three, four, five hundred years. 
And he looked at this, and Billy said he looked at this, and he said, this is awesome. He says, these massive pieces of granite that are being just picked up effortlessly, just like this all over the place. He said, you know, what, you know how that's done? With air. You know what the, the word for the Holy Spirit is in Acts chapter 2? Pneumatos. Pneuma, air. <sighs> he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This is what the guy said to Billy Graham. He said, he said we can lift. Now listen carefully to this. It cost me $17 to do. <laughs> we can lift an acre of granite, 10 inches thick like a feather and put it anywhere we want. How is it done? With air. Church, we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power we're talking about. We're talking about infinite power when we talk about the Spirit. I prepared a message for today. The need is the Holy Spirit. It's for me. The other day, I went like this. Boom. I'm a theological, doctrinal guy. I love just thinking about grace and all those things. Suddenly, the Lord awoke me, and I said, good night. Somebody came into our midst, and they'd been touched by the Holy Spirit, and that person ignited me again. And I went like this. I said, God, where, where have I been as a preacher? Where have I been as a person that needs to know these things? But it was the Lord's gift to me. And I'll tell you what, that, that, that fire jumped upon me, and I'm bringing that fire to you today. And I'm reminding us, the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and for your children's children and those that are far off in order that we can prophesy. Amen. Forget the Bible college. Forget the seminary that you can prophesy. Those are the most powerful people on earth, the ones that have been used powerfully by God. And I'm not putting against education. I did that. Some of the most powerful people that have been used by God are unlettered. Don't need to be smart. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Noel, you need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've got unsaved loved ones and on and on and on. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it ourselves. It's not by might nor by power. By my spirit, save the Lord of hosts. That's what God says to us today. News of happiness. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news, shouting out happiness. You don't have to do it yourself anymore. <laughs> it's tough tough you're trying to do trying to do born again stuff without the power of the holy spirit trying to do christianity without the power of the holy spirit or just a little bit of it it's hard with the holy spirit he says it's like picking up a feather and i'm done so at least on that level i'm kind of honest we're about to finish just one more thing no i, I need to be honest i mean holy spirit forgive me Forgive me today if I've said anything wrong. He will. Let's stand together. The need of the church is the Holy Spirit. Dan, do you think we should sing? Oh, let, let's sing a song together. Father, we give you praise today. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for his blood, his righteousness. Thank you for the justification that comes through Jesus Christ to us, just as if we never sinned. Thank you, Jesus, for putting our sin away as far as the east is from the west. It says, so far as he removed your sin from you. He says, now receive the power of the Holy Spirit and tell everybody about it. Hallelujah. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Hallelujah. Young men, 
see visions once again. Older men dream prophetic, powerful dreams. So, Father, thank you. I ask that you would honor your word today. You have. It's your word, God. And I just ask that you would bless us, change us. May the, may the result of this be joy. May we dance and shout like somebody prayed here a couple of weeks ago. Where are the days when our children used to dance and bounce up next to us, God? Lord, return to us. Return to us, O heavenly dove. Fill us once again with your presence. Jesus, you are the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. And we acknowledge that today. Oh, may the result be joy. May it be shouting and rejoicing. Praise the Lord today. We shout the comforter has come. The one who comes with strength and power. Hallelujah. Makes life and allows us to enjoy the journey. Have happy church. Hallelujah. Marilyn Hickey in, in uh, Colorado. Happy church. <laughs> may God give it to us. Amen.